For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. Injured? Hire America's largest injury firm, Morgan & Morgan, for the people. And now, now, it's the Mike Kelter Show. 824 on the Mike Kelter Show. It's 1025 The Bone. You're not enticing me. I'm not going to. Uh, working on it. I wish I could wear an Oculus and just see the concert from my bed. Oh, that'd be then nice. I would be I'm very happy. Somebody blow some uh, pot smoke and beer <laughs> breath in your face. Yeah. That's the other thing is that I can't drink. Yeah. So, I mean, I, and it's a Monday, so I'm not even going to really like enjoy the whole concert experience. I don't know. I'm going to check right now and make sure the Eagles are actually tonight because you're saying that. <laughs> Pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, but Pretty I Pretty sure. Is I it on my know. phone? Let me look at my calendar. All right. While you're looking that up, uh, we have a, a bunch of things I want to talk to him about. But the number one thing is the acquittal in the Curtis Reeves, uh, Chad Olson situation, which happened on Friday. Please welcome uh, Lionel back to the show. Lionel, how are you, sir? Excellent. 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 Thank you for your patience this morning. Uh, there are so many things that I want to talk to you about, especially the uh, the Chad Olson, uh, Curtis Reeves situation. But I have to ask you this. Have you seen the Oliver Stone, Vladimir Putin uh, series that is on, I believe, Showtime, where he has conducted a series yes. of interviews with him? I found it to be yes. fascinating. I watched it before the Ukraine invasion, and I got on the air and I said, I really like this Putin guy after watching it. And then all of a sudden, three days later, people are threatening to stop listening to the show because they said I liked, uh, I liked Putin. But what, were, you, were you not surprised by how charming he was? Well, aside from the charming, uh, the American public knows absolutely nothing about this. Yep. By the way, hand somebody a globe. Just hand him a globe and say, by the way, roughly point to Ukraine. Roughly. <laughs> just where, just which, which side they can do it. Give me something about the history what is Ukraine? What is it about? What is Donbass? What is what is the breakaway? What is the the Minsk Accords? Nothing. No. The way the mainstream media portray it is that Putin is this evil man who somehow wants to reunify the Soviet Union, and he has these weird megalomaniacal Machiavellian plans to. And it's nonsense. And the real problem is NATO and the real architect behind this. You know how you always hear the name George Soros, George Soros? It's Victoria Newland. This is, she is, if ever there was a Cruella de Vil and the evil chess master, it's a person nobody's ever heard of. I, that is it's the first time I'm hearing that name. I, know, I, don't, I don't know that name at all. <laughs> Remember something, no NATO, if, if, excuse me, let me rephrase it. If there's no Russia, there's no NATO. Did you know right now, Mike, there is right now in this place called Donbass, Donbass is this area that is divided up into two sections that they wanted their own independence. Putin didn't do this. They did it. It's Donetsk and Lugansk. Now, let me tell you what's going on right there. These are Russians. These are Russians. And let me tell you who is in that area, and you'll never hear it here. 
You know how they always talk about white supremacy, Nazis, neo-Nazis? Okay, you want to see neo-Nazis? There's a group called the Azov Battalion and the Right Sector. These are actual, bona fide, swastika-toting Nazis who are telling the Russians there, you can't speak Russian, and one more thing, they consider themselves to be racially pure. The Ukrainians are racially pure, white, and the Russians, they're calling kind of Asian knockoffs. Mm. This is nativism, white. You have no, the C, was it, C-14 group, whatever that was going after and burning gay installations. Yeah. Listen, you don't hear anything, nothing. Remember, you were not even born then, but there was this thing called the Cuban Missile Crisis, 1962. Yes. And the United States threatened to go to world nuclear war if Russia didn't remove its missiles from Cuba 90 miles from Key West. It's the same thing as this. Nobody said, nobody froze American assets. Nobody, nobody called for the, nothing. It's the exact same thing. And by the way, that was a scam, too, because the real reason Khrushchev won because he wanted to get the missiles out of Turkey. Anyway, we don't want to go through that. No, but the point is, you're not hearing anything. If you ever want to talk about this, let me know. I just want to know the truth. Yeah. I, 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 business. Their I, business. Whatever they want to do, sorry, we got problems here in River City. I, I had a hard time with it. I, that's the way I felt. I, I, we were talking about that too. Is a lot of people didn't care about the Ukraine three weeks ago, and uh, and couldn't find it on a map. But then they started showing these videos, and these people were in their houses, and bombs are blowing up, and and nobody can really understand or grasp why this is happening and why the rest of the world is letting it happen. But yes, we need to get into that one day because uh, I, I I still have no idea really what's going on. But the reason I wanted to talk to you today was I I on Friday night. Uh, I have been following this case with Curtis Reeves and Chad Olson uh, since it happened. And, uh, Me too. Uh, yeah, I, I'm certainly not as close. In fact, Gio watched it a lot closer in the trials uh, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, but I know I'm aware of the case. I'm a, a, I am carry a gun. I live here. I live not too far from that area. I used to live next door to, in, the, in the development next to where the Olsons lived. This hit home because I also have young children. And I remember what it was like to get that opportunity to have a babysitter and you could do something adult with your wife and those two went to the movies. And I also know what it's like to be in trouble in the, in a movie theater for having your phone on, but all you're doing is trying to make sure the kids are okay. So I, we're, I was invested in this case because I felt the similarities. And on Friday, when I, we spent the majority of, uh, of the news on Friday talking about how this guy's going to die in jail because if he gets the 15 years at his age, he's not going to get out. And then we find out, uh, that he was acquitted, and I can't understand it, and nobody, usually there's somebody in social media popping up and saying, here's why, and there wasn't a lot of that at all, and then I saw you posted something interesting the next day, is why you cannot trust the headlines of anything, and why the mainstream media... Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, was, it was insane. Uh, uh, the, the New York Post, I believe it was, who put the headline that you put up that... Uh, it said the guy who shoots guy for texting gets off, you know, and it, it was it did just leave all the facts out. The biggest problem in the world that we have are mainstream media. Let me tell you something. If you lied as much about your advertising as they do the news, you'd be off the air tomorrow. Yeah. Because you have to be more scrupulous 
in claiming, you know, is there a sale? Is this really the cost? Mm -hmm. Are they licensed? You carry, you are more specific about an air conditioned ad than New York Post is a headline. Listen, Mike, I've been, this is my 40th year as a licensed lawyer. I'm licensed in Florida, New York, New Jersey, District of Columbia. I was a prosecutor in Hillsborough County. I've been in private practice. I am a staunch advocate of the Second Amendment. When I first started my radio career in 1988, my tag was lock and load. Mm -hmm. Lock and load. I have been an advocate of it. Not... Not, um, you know, rampant, you know, uh, irresponsible gun ownership. I was there when we first had the carry permit. Yeah. There was a time in New York, in, in Florida, I don't know if you recall this, but do you remember in 89, I don't know, there was a, when they had the Jack Hagler Self-Defense Act, they revised Chapter 790, they made a mistake where the, where the manual possession statute was repealed but not replaced. So for like five or seven days, you could walk around Florida Wearing a six shooter, yeah. you could. There, there was no law, and they ran back to Tallahassee to emergency session. And every night on Channel Thirteen, you know, they would say, "This is this is the worst thing." People are walking around, and Seven Elevens would say, "Come on in," and guys would walk in and have coffee. Do you know what happened during that time? Think about this: during when people walked around openly carrying, and I don't mean just. <laughs> a little pea shooter. I mean, really nice leather craft. Crime plummeted. Nobody, there were no ATM robberies. Nobody would dare walk into a 7-Eleven with a bunch of guys drinking coffee armed. <laughs> and it drove the anti-gun lobby nuts. Crazy. They couldn't do this. There were two individuals, Gary Kleck from FSU and a guy named John Lott. Do you know the number of violent felonies per year that are prevented, avoided, or stopped by somebody using a licensed weapon, threatening to use a weapon. I mean, you you never hear this. Hundreds of thousands of people a year owe their life. And what you have is these rags, like that St. Pete Times, that rag, like these, like the mainstream media, like uh, Dan Abrams and all that. I mean, just, just these people. I don't know what they want. Disarmament? Mike, in 2008, and that's why this Curtis Reeves, second only to 2008, the Supreme Court finally dealt with the right, in a case called Heller, of your right to possess a firearm for self-defense. Forget this militia nonsense. You have an absolute fundamental right. You don't have to ask anybody to protect you and your family and your property from some son of a whatever who wants to break in and do you harm. Now, if that's conservative, if that's right wing, fine. So be it. To me, it's common sense. Now, this case is a tragedy. Would I have done that? Probably not. Is Mr. Reeves that, uh, completely innocent? No, he wasn't found innocent, was not guilty. But it's to stand your ground defense. And it simply means this. Prior to this law, when you, Mike, were at your home, your castle, and somebody came in and threatened you, when you had, and you reasonably believed that your life was in, in danger of great bodily harm, disfigurement, death, you reasonable, somebody threatened you. You didn't have to retreat. Right. You didn't have to leave your home, which was the law. You yeah. have to retreat. You can't engage people. How about that? Yeah, in this your own home. Law. 
I remember. And it wasn't that. But, wasn't it Bush who changed it? Well, the Castle Doctrine has been around for a long time, but everywhere else, other than your home, it was very, and even that was un, unclear. But what they did was they made everywhere your castle, meaning if my Calta is in a place where he has a legal right to be and he's not bothering anybody and somebody threatens him with great bodily harm, disfigurement, death, you don't have to run. What is Reeves going to do? Leave his wife? Sorry, honey, I got to go. Why? Oh, this guy is threatening me. And... Now, listen, we're not going to second-guess the jury. Mike, believe me when I tell you this, unless you're there, unless you hear every second right. and watch every emotion and get a feel to watch him. By the way, this guy has ice water in his veins. He doesn't even react, but he was one of the best witnesses ever. One of the best defendants. That same set of facts might not have worked for you, Mike. Right. Big guy, burly guy, cats. They think, oh, come on. Uh, but somebody may have seen Grandpa. I don't know. I can't second-guess these people. But the bottom line is simply this. Why in the name of God do I have to leave? Why can't people leave me alone? Now, I know that's not exactly the greatest banner, but why not? Now, let me also tell you something. And this is to everybody listening. If you even so much as think about having a weapon in your home, you better really think this over. If you've got kids, if you decide to shoot it, if you're not conversant with it, if you don't go to the range. If you've never, Mike, you ever shot a, <laughs> you might not want to answer this. Have you ever shot a weapon inside a car? Uh, no, but that. ironically, I I've, I've been in a car while a weapon has been accidentally discharged in a car, yes. How many weeks did it take for your hearing to come back after that? How? I mean, how the, 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 the panic, yeah. the fear, the... The, you you know you, you know that you know when your heart is beating sometimes because you've just missed an accident or you've gone through a railroad crossing and oh my god and then you think I got to pull over multiply that by a million yeah. if you shoot somebody and then take about oh I don't know half a million dollars maybe of your money just throw that away for your freedom you don't get anything back you just right. get your freedom and you're right but here's the worst part Mike have you ever had this. And I'm sorry to say this, God, I love police. They're the most wonderful people, but I've heard some of the most stupid advice. How about this one? People will say, you know, Mike, I got a brother-in-law of mine. He's a, with a sheriff's officer. He told me, if you ever shoot anybody outside your house, drag them, in. Drag them inside. Have you ever <laughs> yeah. heard that? I've heard that plenty of times, yes. Who in the hell is the person <laughs> who came up with this? Now, let you know, imagine this. Knock on the door. Mr. Calter, yes? Uh, did you call us? Uh, yes, sir. This man tried to break into my house. This man here? Yes. Did you shoot him? Well, yes, I shot him after he broke in. Mr. Calter, did you drag him inside here? Why? Well, there's grass all over him and there's blood trail from outside and... Like a rut line where his feet were. Did you drag him in here? No, I didn't. Mr. Calder, did, did you talk to a police officer who told you to drag him inside? You shot him outside, now, didn't you? How many people say this? Yeah, you hear that a lot. How many people? It's, it's insane. Now, let me ask you. 
while we're on this subject. Yeah. And listen, I absolutely positively believe in your right to carry a firearm. But if you're if if you're in if you're in a in a movie theater, and I'm I'm not second guessing this, but one of these days, let me tell you what's going to happen right now. Nobody wants to talk about this. There's going to be somebody somewhere, maybe not a movie theater, maybe at a Walmart or a flea market, and some young guy, some hothead, some Karen, some Kevin, some pain in the ass, is going to want to engage with some old guy. And he might say, you know what? No. 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 And you never know who did not act because of the deterrent factor of something. You will never know how many people did not engage. You right. don't know how many people do not commit a crime because of the death penalty. Right. You'll never know. Nobody calls the police to say, listen, I just want you to know <laughs> I would have engaged this old man today, but I didn't because he could have been the next Curtis Reeves. <laughs> I was so I hope do people it. realize this. Now, this is, this is the reality, Mike, and it's a tragedy, and I'm sorry for everybody. It, it's, it, it's horrible. There's no winners in this. But then what did you not understand? Yeah, no, I, I can't in, in this situation. I have not heard uh, enough evidence. I, now, I'm talking if I, was, if I was in Curtis Reeves' situation, have the gun on me. Ha, I, yeah, I don't want to leave. I don't want this guy to ruin my day because he couldn't stop texting. I, I think that maybe oh. I sit somewhere else. Maybe I get in an argument with a guy who gets in my face. What happened to old school roll up my sleeves and punch him in the face? Where the shooting comes okay. in, that that bothers me. Now, now if Chad Olson uh, had thrown the first punch and knocked the old man down and the old man pulled his gun out and shot him, I could swallow this a little bit better. But the, but the antagonizing that he allegedly did is not enough for me to, to justify him getting shot. Okay, let's do this very quick, quickly. Okay. Very good point. Let's assume, first of all, that nothing that you're hearing in the newspaper or news, because you know that any of the local rags, I don't want to use the word liberal, Right. How about commie? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know that nobody's going to keep their job on 10 or 13 if they come up and, and in any way, in any way suggest that this man might have been provoked. Yeah. There's no way. You're, and what happens is, Mike, there's a, there's a theme that is set throughout the kind of the media, without somebody saying, okay, here's what we're going to say, they all kind of copy each other. Right. But the bottom yeah. line is this. They said, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll tell this way, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, if you believe, if you believe, based upon the facts that you've heard, that Mr. Reeves, based upon an objective standard, not kind of what he thought, but what a reasonable person, if they were there, and if whatever the litany of threats that he said, Mr. Olson was involved in, not just, you know, throwing popcorn, but who knows, maybe saying something, getting in his face. You know, Mike, I know that uh, people don't want to think about this, but if I did something versus you, and I don't want to keep making you out to be some ghoul like Shrek or something, but <laughs> but if, if I went up to somebody and said, hey, and you did it, two completely different situations, they may look at me and say, this guy is going to, what is this? Yeah. He's not going to hurt anybody, but you, they're going to say, well, you know, I don't know. So for whatever reason, the jury said, yes, we believe. And and the thing is, did did the prosecutor do anything to, to, um, to rebut that, to overcome that? No. That jury sat there. And on ag battery and, and murder, too, they said, 
we believe it. We think you were you you established enough of a reasonable doubt or enough of a claim of your being in fear. That's what they did. They could have gone the other way. They could have said, you know what, it's not worth it. So something tells me, Mike, it was a little bit more than throwing the popcorn. Because I'm also seeing people calling it the popcorn. Right. The popcorn murderer. The popcorn. You know, there, there's a great website. It's called lawofselfdefense.com and legal insurrection. This guy Branca's terrific. Breaks it down. And so what's happening now is, remember... If you've got a problem with the facts of the case, okay, maybe. But I guarantee you, unless you were there and you saw him and saw the way he came across. Have you ever met people, Mike, in your life where they tell you something and you say, you know, I, I really believe this guy. He offered no evidence, no nothing. He just tells you something. Yes. And you think, you know what? I believe this person. I really, you know, I kind of like him. You know, he's got a cane. Oh, look at this guy. Who knows? I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to... to Give this a non-reason, but you look at this guy and you're saying, does this look like a, like a, he never pulled his gun, I believe, when he was a TPD officer, set up the SWAT team, knew a little bit about it. He got up, went to the, went, tried something, tried to get this guy to stop. Now, I, again, I'm not saying that warrants it, because my theory is, and I'm in New York City, my thing is, get out. Don't even, don't even, I wouldn't even go to the, to the manager. I, we move. Don't even bother. This guy's a lunatic. But... Whatever it's worth. They look at him and they say, well, maybe he did what he had to do. Maybe at that moment, and I'll bet you anything, Mike, there was other testimony, things that were said or overheard that never made it to the St. Pete Times yeah. or anything else for that matter. Something tells me that. I, 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 I'm sure, and that's what I was saying on Friday, there has to be more information that the jury saw that we didn't see. I just keep running it through in my head. I understand what you're saying about... The situation would be different as me. I'm a 300-pound guy. I got tattoos. I'm tall. So what does that mean for me now? That if I'm in fear of my life oh. by a guy who's smaller than me, there's no way I could pull my gun to defend myself because I'm going to be found guilty now just because of the, of the way it looks. Well, keep in mind, there's also a felony in Florida, an aggravated battery, I believe, of a, of a senior citizen who moves it to a third-degree felony versus a misdemeanor. Listen, Mike, the, the law is all about that. For example... For example, you know, there's this idea of uh, being put in threat, you know, assault. When you assault somebody, you know, you, you, you basically, it's like an attempted battery. Right. Putting somebody in fear of an immediate uh, strike or whatever. You know, if I put on the same facts and I say, what happened? Well, he leaned over and yelled at me. Okay, you're, it works the other way around. You're my Calta. They look at you and say, oh, come on. What kind of a threat was that? Versus some little old lady, Aunt B, put her in there. Same facts. Same everything. Just switch the defendant. Changes everything. That's, yeah. why, that's why you want the jury there. But let me also say something right now, again and again and again. Mike, I believe, I think do in the Second Amendment, number two, and it is not there to protect you from or to protect your rights to deer hunt or plink cans. <laughs> right. Uh, there is a wonderful, wonderful, and I go to Philly all the time, and I go to his grave, and I bless his heart. One of my favorite founding fathers, so to speak, is Tench, T-E-N-C-H, Cox, C-O-X-E. And the notion of the militia. Now, keep in mind the sentiment of this country at the time. They just were in a revolution. And the thing that was on their mind more than anything else was that we have to make sure 
that we, the people, ever, never lose the right to protect ourselves against some rogue government or whatever. That's the essence of who we are. Right. And if it was Flintlock and, there, and the, the left, and I can't, I used to hate people who said this, but call it whatever you want. They want to tell you that you're nuts with your assault weapons, with your high-powered weapons, and they always want to get rid of gun crimes. Look at the way the look at look at the way the the, the, the crime works. Remember, there's a shooting. What do we do to stop gun crimes? What about crimes? Yeah. What about gun crimes? Nancy Pelosi and these people. I know I can't. I'm, I'm sorry, but it's true. If they had their way, they would love to to abrogate to reverse the Second Amendment, to confiscate every single gun there is, and to make you unarmed. I was here in New York City during the BLM Antifa riots. Mike, did you know that in New York City, Antifa, and you can go back to who runs them, there were on corners around 5th Avenue, Madison Avenue, 57th Street, pallets of bricks delivered mysteriously with a little steel uh, band around it. And frozen bottles. There were there were PDF. A friend of mine, NYPD um, Intel, showed me PDF files about how to organize, how to converge, how to break. I mean, it seems to me domestic terrorism is what I worry about. I don't care about people necessarily coming across the border or Russia or Putin. I worry about the people here. And and if ever there is a major catastrophe in Florida, God, and I listen, I'm a native Floridian, second generation. I don't want to ever see anything happen. But if ever there's a hurricane or something and there's a disruption of order and the police are not able to help you, all of a sudden you will find people that were there the whole time who will turn on you. Once they recognize the disruption of order, you are going to pray for every weapon you have mm-hmm. that has the largest magazine capacity so you don't have to reload, and you will thank Almighty God for the Second Amendment. And that's not an exaggeration. That's an absolute fact, because the idea of the police protecting you, God bless the police. I love them. I was kind of one myself, but they respond. They redo a report after you've been shot, after you. The police didn't break up anything. They reported afterwards. That's not their job to be everywhere. I understand that. So I, let's don't lose ourselves. I, I, you know, God I, bless Mr. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I was in Miami no, for no. Uh, for Hurricane Andrew. I lived down there at the time, and I was the first time I've got I've gotten to see what it's like to live in that situation where there's no power, there's no communication, there is really nothing in sight as, as far as to when it was going to end, and people started to panic after a while. When you start to see people panic, that's when it sets in. That's why now, and I always say I didn't I didn't start buying guns till I had a. a Till I had kids. I had one gun to protect my son and my wife, and then I had a daughter, and I had 16 more. That's just how it, that's just how it happened. Now, I'm seeing more of these sort of things. The riot, I mean, during the, the BLM stuff in New York, I, we were watching and horrified for the people in New York, but we had the same thing happening over here at the University Square Mall, of people just burning buildings and taking things down, and I thought, this is why. This is why you need to prepare, because what you said, I'm not going to be able to call the cops and have them come over here and protect us. I, they're going to come after the fact, and I need to make sure that my family is protected uh, while that, you know, before that happens. 
But it's, but, it, but it's a very, very simple thing. There's also something that's happening in this country, and I'm going to say it again, George Soros. There are people, there are prosecutors around the country that he specifically put in. Look at Gascon in L.A., yeah. Mike, there. the first thing they did was basically get rid of cash bail here in New York. You know about this. They had Rikers during COVID. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I have – so now my dad was a uh, – uh, guard at Rikers for years. My friends are cops oh. in New York. I'm hearing all of it. My my dad said most of the people that he knows at Rikers have just all quit because of the of the way the prisons run out. Because you can pretty much do anything, and there's no bail thing. It's just making crime legal everywhere. You know that right where we are, we're in the Hell's Kitchen area, but right around us, they took during COVID. By the way, one of the biggest scams you have ever been through. Mike, they're gonna be. You're gonna be unraveling this thing generations from now. That doesn't mean there's no COVID. Right. That doesn't mean vaccines aren't good. I'm not <laughs> saying that, but this opportunistic parasite government. Just jumping on this, destroying world economies. Anyway, I digress. But mm -hmm. in New York, they took, during COVID, they would take uh, um, hotels that were kind of, you know, so-so hotels. And right two blocks from us, guess what they were putting into? Rikers inmates. No. They had hotels. Do you know that on a place called Billionaire's Row on 57th Street, they have homeless shelters. Do you know right now, oh, they're not done yet. Hey, Mike, you got your nice area, nice gated community? Great. Wait till the Biden administration comes in with all of these new legislations where they want to put, which is terrific, low-income housing here. Yeah. Right there. You know where they're putting low-income housing? Which, with nothing wrong with that. Greenwich, Connecticut. Now, <laughs> they're also doing things where they want to, let me tell you this much, everybody listening, go on just Twitter or whatever, and just look up restorative justice. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Let's say you're somebody you know or you love, woman, is raped, okay? You think I'm, I, no, pe people are listening right now, and they're thinking, this guy cannot possibly be telling the truth. I bet you. It's called restorative justice. And one of the things that people are advocating, Mike, is to have the woman victim sit down and meet oh. with her assailant oh. so that we can restore and reconnect a, a, commu a communality to, to have a conversation. Oh. Whatever your conversation, run for the hills. Mike, this is going on right this minute. And there's another thing that's going on. I don't want everybody to listen to. You're going to start hearing this. Let's 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 legalize, you know, sex work, prostitution. You know, for the sex workers. Didn't that sound good? And Mike, you probably like one of me. I used to be this quote libertarian, mm -hmm. and the biggest bunch of phonies in the world. <laughs> and I and I admit it. I didn't know better. It's what I thought was cool. I was a right. kid. You know, we go through stages. And a libertarian says, "Hey, look, if two people want to, you know, contract to have sex, who am I?" Sounds good, huh? This Sounds is George great. Soros. This is open society. You know what it is? They're going to legalize pimping and human trafficking. It's uh, not the worker. Do you think a prostitute is doing this freelance? You think somebody says, you know what, I'm, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to get a nice 401k, nice dental plan, or, <laughs> you know, like Uber drivers. I'm just going to be a prostitute. Are you kidding me? You like your neighborhood? How, how about brothel BNBs? Because the way it's being presented by everybody from the U.N. on down is that this is sex worker. We're going to help the sex worker. It's, it's legalized pimping and human trafficking. Yeah. Like, this is, not a, this is not a joke. 
this world is a sewer. It's a grease trap. And if you've got, and I know you've got beautiful kids, and God bless them, but your daughter right now, you better grab her phone and you better say, you better listen to what I'm saying. And there are so many techniques. Parents, listen. Make sure you've got the right routers and you've got the right apps because what kids are going through, your kid's phone is the, is the predator you can't even believe. I could tell you, I could tell you things I know. Well, Just describe them, and you, as tough and as great as you are, would tell me to stop because it would make you sick to your stomach. This is the world we're living in right now. Oh, you're, I don't you're want one, to be <laughs> no, but one day, okay. one day we're gonna have to, we're gonna, have, you're gonna have to expand on all this stuff for us because now I got like twenty things I have to. I'm making notes, tense cocks. Restorative. I have so many things to read up on now, and now we got to get into uh, why I got to go throw my. I have to explain to my daughter why I'm going to smash her iPad into a million pieces. By the way, let me do something very quickly. My yeah. my wife, my beloved wife, has a website, lynnswarriors.org. L y n n s warriors.org. Learn how to make your kids. I'm telling you, there are so many devices and techniques that you can use to make your kids' phone safe. You bought it, you own it. You own that device, and that's how those kids, and let me tell you something. If your kid listening to me right now, God forbid, gets involved in some kind of a sextortion thing, takes a picture of herself mm. thinking she's on Minecraft or whatever, that picture goes up, and it never comes down. Yeah. And you can go to any platform and say this is illegal, and they'll say sorry. So anyway, it's a lot. org. I want to make this the greatest country in the world. And, Mike, I want to thank you for talking about this and for congratulations on your Brobdingnagian immune success. You make me so proud. Well, I, I thank you, and I, uh, I love speaking with you. I always feel like, A, I have to, I have to uh, leave with homework, which I'm happy to go do, and, uh, and I learn a ton. And I know that uh, when you come on the show, our listeners appreciate it, especially when there's things, you know, in the, uh, in the local community and the world happening that we need to be, when I, you know, people are embarrassed to say they don't understand it and they, don't, they need somebody to explain it no, to no, them. No, 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 listen. They're embarrassed. Listen, I do my own, I've got LionelMedia.com. It's my own subscription service, and I do something on, on YouTube. I, I do a live thing. They're, they're trying to shut me down, everybody uh. down, because the truth. I, listen, that's the way. It's, it's, just, it's just one of those things, LionelMedia.com. But here's the thing. Mike, your education starts now. And remember just one thing. I love this wonderful line. Tolstoy said, history would be a wonderful thing if only it were true. <laughs> what you think you know, what you think happened, what you think is the way things are, yeah. is not even... If I could... After a while, you get offended by how much you've been lied to mm. at every level. And it's great. The first thing you do is say, not that I'm stupid or I don't know anything, but I want to learn more. Yeah. And I would love you. You and I keep in touch. I'll give you as much. I will blow your mind. You won't be able to sleep at night. No, You'll say, I know. How has this been happening? I know. Because you know why? You're older. You're smarter. You've got kids. You're aware. You're you're you you're 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 really woke in the best way. You've been red pilled. You're alive. You're awake. That's all. Uh, LionelMedia.com and uh, Lynn's Warriors. That what is it? Dot com. 
Lindswarriors.org. Lindswarriors.org. I'm sorry. Lindswarriors.org. Yeah. I'm going to go look at both and because... And Lionel Media on Twitter. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't want to keep throwing all these things at you, but i got to spread the word. Yeah, I know. Look, if you search Lionel, uh, it comes up and, and uh, watch the YouTube stuff. And I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. Mike, anytime, my friend. All the best. Thank you. Have a great day. There you go. Lionel. Oh, I, I mean... I mean, if you listen to him talk, and he is—he doesn't talk out of his ass. He's so—he does all the research, and he goes into places that the mainstream media doesn't go into. And you hear all these things, and then you wonder what what is true about anything anymore. I don't—I mean, I remember Bobby Kelly during the pandemic used to say, "I just want to go and take the the, the blue pill, blue pill yeah. so yeah. that I can go back to being on the road and doing my comedy and living my life the way I'm supposed to before I knew about any of this stuff. And unfortunately, so many people want to take that easy route out, but it's disturbing. It's disturbing to find out uh, how many things we've been lied to about and how many things have been fabricated so that we do certain things and act certain ways. It's unbelievable. I, I understand a little bit about the uh, the situation with Curtis Reeves. I still 100% disagree with it, and I feel it's an awful tragedy. I feel like it's way too much force for uh, the situation and uh, I understand what Lionel was saying and the laws and all that I just think it's I think at that point they're going to have to make some sort of adjustment to make sure that you know I mean if this is the case I could have thought about I, I you know four instances in the last couple of years where I could have shot and killed somebody oh, yeah. the guy who cut me off in traffic and got out and said he was going to beat me up and I could have just shot him right there and the thing there's I don't want that I don't want that to happen to Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.